truce with the Furies. A mirror's temperature is always at zero. It is ice in the veins. Its camera is an x-ray. It is a chalice held out to you in silent communion where graspingly you try to figure out whether or not Lost is a good TV show. Hi! Welcome to All the Best Podcasts Have Daddy Issues, a podcast about whether or not Lost is a good TV show. I'm your host, Nolan Pavlich. And I'm Emma May. And we're here to talk about Season 2, Episode 22, Three Minutes. Uh, Emma, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, Nolan? Oh, great. I'm excited to talk about this one. Uh, this episode, which I remembered liking more than I did this time. Mm. Um, it's kind of not that great of an episode. I will say I this. Know. I, it's not bad. Yeah, I I do. I'm a big sucker for any time that you get that like other perspective of scenes that we've already seen. So yes. I do really appreciate that. But um, yeah, it was okay. It, it's kind of uh uh. I don't know, like, the the other perspective thing, I think I would like more if I thought that they had it planned out like that from the beginning, but mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like they did. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, and it, they used so much footage from the old episodes. Um, it just kind of ended up feeling like a clip show. Yeah. Which I never like those. I mean, nobody does, obviously, but, like, the all the stuff... It, it felt like they were more... Expo- like, the stuff where... Um, I mean, we'll talk about it, I guess, when we get there. But it felt like they were using the flashbacks to explain what happened. But it didn't give me information that I really cared about. Like, yeah. I, I, I could have just... If it had just started with Michael being captured by the others, I think I could have been pretty okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um... But uh, yeah, well, all right. Let's uh, let's get into this. Uh, this episode uh, was directed by Stephen Williams. It was written by Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz. Uh, I assume they're the reason that uh, Claire was allowed to be in this episode. They're the ones who wrote the first Claire episode. Um, uh, it's been like four or five episodes since we've seen her. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Um, and yeah, it aired on May 17th, 2006. And I believe it starts with a flashback. We start with flashback. So, um, 13 days ago, which I cannot believe that this all happened. I know. Well, that's the fun thing ago. about this show is, like, you find out, like, this whole thing has been, like, a little under two months that they've been on the island. Mm-hmm. And it's like everyone, you know, people have broken bones and healed and... Died. Uh, had babies, yeah. <laughs> There's been, like, seven funerals mm-hmm. in two months. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, 13 days ago. Michael corners Locke in the gun safe and tells him that he wants to borrow a gun for target practice... Um, was this all footage that we had seen before, like, the exact same frame for frame? Uh, I think so, up until the part where he leaves and goes to the computer. Right, and then we But get... uh, all this stuff with Locke, I think we had already seen before, and definitely all the stuff with Jack right. we had seen before. Yeah, um... 
Well, I'll go over it. So Michael corners Locke in the gun safe and tells him that he wants to borrow a gun for target practice. Uh, Locke falls for it, but notices that he also checks his watch and asks if asks if he's has a date. Um, Michael pushes over some bullets just to cause a distraction, which causes Locke to bend down to pick some up. And he Michael takes the opportunity to knock him out and runs to the computer where we get that last kind of interaction between Michael and whoever is on the other side. I still don't know if it's Walt or not. I can't remember. Um, yeah. So they, we get to see kind of that back and forth that they're having. And um, he asks if he's okay, that he's coming, and that he's uh, going to go north, but not exactly sure where uh, up north. So um, he gets the reply that he'll, that Michael will be at the rocks with a huge hole in it. Um, and then Jack. Which is correct. Yeah. So, like, that aspect is like. Even if it's not Walt, whoever it is did want them to find that camp anyways. Right. Maybe just to get him captured still, but it is, yeah, it is definitely up in the air over to whether or not that's actually Walt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I can't remember either. Um, but Jack comes in. Oh, I don't think it, I don't think it ever gets revealed. Oh, it doesn't? No, oh. I'm pretty sure this is as far as it goes with that plot line. Okay. Um... Well, I guess in that case, then it probably is Walt, right? They would have a big to-do if it was somebody else. Well, yeah. I mean, either yeah, either way, it it achieves the same thing. Right. Right. At this point. Yeah. Um, so Jack comes in and sees Locke in the gun safe. Uh, Michael points the gun at Jack and tells him that he's going to get Walt and nothing can stop him. Uh, and then he slams the door and locks them in. Um, so... We, we do get the additional context between Michael and the computer. Yeah. That's nice, at least. But, like, but. yeah. I don't know. It Again, this is, like, we didn't get these specifics where it's, like, the rock and the hole in it, with the hole in it, um, before. So I guess that is something. But, like, for the most part, this is almost more of just a reminder. Yeah. Uh, right? Like, we already knew that he knocked out Locke. Even if... I, I honestly... I'm kind of going back on it now. I don't know if we ever did even see the scene where he knocked out Locke. But we already knew about it. So, like, our brains could just kind of fill that in. Mm -hmm. And uh, we definitely saw the one with Jack before. So, the... Um, I don't know. This whole... This whole one in particular is the biggest offender to me where it's like three minutes of screen time spent on something that we already knew the answer to and we don't really get any new context for it right i'm, I'm so much more interested in what's going on with michael uh in the last couple flashbacks than i am in these first ones yeah yeah same here um the additional information that we got wasn't all that meaty but I think no. some of the other flashbacks make up for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's yeah, there's still there's still good stuff in these flashbacks. It's just, I it felt like they did these out of a sense of like wanting to connect the dots, but like I don't think that these dots were far enough apart that they needed to be connected. Yeah, this could have been a recap. Uh, like, yes, yes, yeah. this could have been a previously on Lost. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh. 
on the island in present day, uh, we see Michael burning a list of names. I think you can make out Jack and Kate's if you're pausing it, but there's no reason to do that because we do get it revealed by the end of the episode. Uh, Jack comes out and gets Michael to come inside because they're having a meeting on what to do uh, in terms of going after the others. Uh, Michael wants to go now, and he says if we leave now, we can be there by midnight tomorrow. Um, Jack kind of questions his objectivity about, like, you know, are you the right person to be coming up with a plan for this? Oh, so he just got shot. Like, yeah, really running through the jungle? Yeah, I mean, I guess if they're trying to go after Henry still in their minds, but, I mean, he's definitely long gone, yeah. I would say. As they're arguing... Uh, Hurley brings up that they haven't even buried uh, Anna Lucia and Libby yet, um, which kind of stops everyone in their tracks for a minute. Uh, our next flashback, Michael is running through the jungle. He's going north when he comes upon a guy just peeing in <laughs> the middle of, like, didn't even look for a clearing. <laughs> like, just... No, he just found one small tree. <laughs> yeah. Um... Michael uh, tells him to get his hands up. He has his rifle pointed at him. And the guy starts to turn around, turn it around on him and asks if he's Walt's old man, which really catches Michael off guard. Um, and just uh, uh, perfectly timed. So Michael gets grabbed from behind by the the guy on the ship who looks like he should be on those like fish stick cartons that you sure. get. In, like, yeah, he looks like the uh, uh, what is that that guy? It's like oh. Vaughn something, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm um, talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah the the fans by this point had been calling um, him Mister Friendly. Mr. Friendly, uh, okay. Yeah, which was like the fan nickname for him. Okay. Um, I did have in my notes Zeke, because I, I know that's what Sawyer calls him. But Yeah, um, yeah, I think that's another one. Oh, Gorton. Gorton. I had to look it up. The Gorton yes. Fisherman. Yes. Yeah. You ever um, tried those fish sticks? This is disgusting, but there was like a three or four month period in high school where that's like all i would eat oh wow yeah, yeah. i mean they're bad they're so really that bad is just, you are correct that's disgusting <laughs> yeah. there's no way i mean there's no chance any portion of what you ate was actually fish no it's probably it, some it, like soy product yeah <laughs> um yeah uh mm-hmm. you can edit that out by the way we don't need no nobody needs to hear about that Um, we'll see what happens (laughs) uh but uh michael gets jumped uh and there's like a whole gang of people like it's not just uh mr friendly it's like a whole bunch of people i kind of feel like maybe michael should have heard them coming but who's to say i don't know what i I would do in that situation they walk around barefoot so i guess that is something Mm mm-hmm I mean, I, this whole flashback to me feels like it's just a pretext to have Michael fire the gun a bunch so that they could explain why they heard a gunfire in the oh. episodes where he was following them. Sure. 
Like that's sure. all it feels like. The, again, you just you don't get anything new from this. Um, well, you, you kind of do like a little bit. I mean, like because he um, starts running away, and then the whole group of people start shooting at him, and True. the um, Mister Friendly is like, "You guys, chill out. Like we need him." Um, so they have a working plan, I guess. Like it's it's a little more yeah. premeditated than just like. Oh, they came upon Michael, and now they're going to take advantage of the situation. And um, so yeah. there's a little more premeditation to it, but um, yeah. That's so true. they put the bag over his head and take him um, before uh, the rest of the group can catch up to them. So they're ahead of them at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, back in present day, Michael is cleaning the blood off the floor of the hatch. Um, Echo comes back, but obviously he doesn't have Henry with him. Uh, and Michael asks him about how he was a priest and asks him if he believes in hell. And Echo tells a story about a kid beating a dog to death with a shovel because the dog attacked his baby sister and how the kid wasn't really scared about not being forgiven by God, but uh, just scared that if he went to hell, the dog would be there waiting for him. Uh, pretty great scene. Makes you wish that uh, Echo got more stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um Instead of just uh, being put in the background uh, for like four episodes and then being brought out. Then we see Michael throwing up in the woods. Like he's obviously just uh, getting super stressed out by everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack, and I guess he just killed two people, which he obviously is not uh, his normal thing. Jack finds him and... Uh, Michael, you know, insists that the plan has to go the way that he wants it. And it has to be Jack and Kate and Sawyer and Hurley and uh, going with him. And Jack agrees. I cannot believe that Jack, notoriously stubborn and unwilling to listen to other people when it comes to plans. It was like, yeah, Michael, let's do it your way. Just right. Like very little... Uh, yeah, convincing there. <laughs> right. Well, especially because like this whole plan, they kind of dance around it. But like, just the idea that he want he's demanding that Hurley comes too mm-hmm. is insane. Right. Like Hurley, there, he won't do anything but uh, slow them down. He will for sure accidentally step on a trap on the way there. Um, he will probably, like, he, he's not going to kill somebody. Like, you don't no. give Hurley a gun. He's mm-hmm. more likely to, like, look down the barrel of it, trying to figure out why it won't shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, like, <laughs> you know, no offense to Hurley, but, like, his whole deal is not, like, uh, Vengeance Rambo. His whole thing is, you know, uh, being, uh, like, a different type of person. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. That they would bring Hurley along, so at, at the immediately you would think alarm bells should be going off for Jack. But yeah, right. you're right. Even without that, uh, Jack has never listened to another person in his life besides his daddy, who he's only listened to. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it is weird that, that this is the time when Jack's like, "All right, well, it's his son, so I guess I'll have no opinions on it." Um, back on the beach. Charlie approaches Claire. Um, it is uh, uncomfortable. He comes up and says, "Hey, to Claire," and then like 
talks to Aaron while she's just standing there for uh, like 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, Charlie gives off some horrendous vibes this episode. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, he, uh, he gives Claire the, a case of, like, a vaccine and injector that came on the food pallet. Um, it seems really obviously just him trying to get back in her good graces, and apparently it, it uh, works perfectly. Uh, because she uh, starts softening up to him right away. Um, but there, as he's trying to be like, hey, could we maybe talk sometime? Uh, Michael comes back to the beach. And so everybody runs to say hi to Michael. And this is where you realize, like, oh, yeah, nobody knows about what's been going on at all. Mm-hmm. Um, we had two for the road. And then we had question mark where we were mostly out in the jungle or still in the hatch. So nobody knows about Anna Lucia and Libby and all of that. And so Michael returns to the beach. He reunites with Sun and Jin. Uh, and then they find out about Anna Lucia and Libby, their bodies being brought back to the beach uh, to be buried. Um, but yeah, it is, it is wild how, like, I don't know. I feel like maybe at the point where two people are dying is where you got to start telling people about what's going on in the hatch. Yeah, for sure. Um, also, I want to, like, take to the street justice for Claire. I cannot believe that, like, what they're doing to her storyline. It's so depressing because we get yeah. the the psychic ended up being a fraud and mm-hmm. now we have her just immediately and i mean how many days ago was it that charlie kidnapped aaron it like yeah set a fire to kidnap her baby right and then he brings her something that she thinks that he thinks that she'll want and she's like oh wow this guy maybe isn't so bad after all like you already knew he was like that he already got you your damn empty jar of peanut butter. Yeah. Right. Um, he he did still kidnap your baby. Like, nothing changed that. Right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we get another flashback. Classic lost time transition. It's, mm-hmm. it's now pitch black. Yes. Um, they take the bag off of Michael's head, and he's talking to uh mr friendly he spits in his face and uh he laughs it off and says that fair is fair um i would not have had Mm -hmm. that reaction if somebody were to spit in my face but um just goes to show that he's a reasonable guy yeah Um, he's he's friendly he's friendly they're not um, wrong about that uh it's it's interesting that we're, you know, going back to see things from the other's perspective now. So um, mm-hmm. at this point, they've captured Kate and are getting the torches ready to talk to Jack. Um, and we get to see this from kind of that side of the the interaction. Um, yeah. We get a, the scene of Jack, Sawyer, and Locke arguing about the trail, um, which... Locke says he is lost and he wants to turn around. Jack um, is really taking out all of his frustration on Locke as usual. Um, But he does make the fair point. God only knows what he was mad about that week. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I don't know who even knows. Um, Because it isn't about Kate yet because they don't know that she's been captured. Right. Um, Yeah, I mean, this is a lot of reused footage again. 
Mm-hmm. This one was better to me than the first one just because the interaction with Alex is a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, agree. I, I actually like that at least is like um, some character development or or something along those lines from her. Uh, so it actually feels like the scene serves more of a purpose this time. Yeah, I, I really liked seeing her again and just hearing more from her. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Friendly confronts the three of them and, uh, kind of back at the others' campfire, Michael is very concerned about the gunfire. Um, Alex says not to worry, he's only delivering a message. Um, and then we get to the point where they light up the torches, because Jack is Mm -hmm. trying to, um, say that they're (laughs) bluffing. I do um, think, I, okay, I will say, I really appreciate that, too. That there's a part, I think, right at the beginning of this scene where Mr. Friendly's like, uh, go get everyone ready with the torches, which is funny just to see them having to set up for it because it's yeah. just such a theatrical thing to do mm-hmm. uh, that, that that he has to, like, sit. <laughs> it, you, you, we got the dramatic moment last time, but now we're getting the clunky setup. Mm-hmm. So I actually, I do like that, too. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> um... Alex doesn't want to be the one to bring Kate out, so a different person does. And she takes the opportunity to uh, ask Michael how Claire is. She wants to know if she delivered the baby okay and if it's a boy or a girl. Um, Which I originally thought, like, oh, maybe she's doing that because she doesn't want to be violent. Then she knocks out Michael. I know. Our second knockout of the episode. Yeah, poor, like, um, poor Michael's brain. He's been knocked out twice in one day. I know. The, the um, um, well, actually, third knockout, now that I think about it, because uh, uh, Locke got knocked out, too, at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, she definitely doesn't seem like she's on the same side as the rest of the others. Um. Or she, there's definitely a division between her and the rest of them in some way. Uh, but yeah, she's clearly completely fine hitting Michael with the butt of the gun. Present day, we do get a nice little scene of Michael sitting with Vincent on the beach. Uh, we haven't seen Vincent in uh, quite a while, so always good to see uh, his smiling face. Um, in the hatch, Sawyer asks Jack about him and Kate. Uh... And about what happened to them when they were looking for Michael. Uh, And Jack says that they got caught in a net. Which uh, Sawyer takes to mean a euphemism for sex. Which, I I mean, why not at this point? They've used everything else on the show. (laughs) So might as well say caught in a net. Um, (laughs) uh, On the beach, Saeed asks Jack about... um, Henry, like if it's true that Henry had uh, gotten free, and Jack says yes. Uh, so yeah, they didn't even tell Saeed about that, which is crazy. Um, so if, if if they had let Saeed know, Saeed would for sure still be out searching for Henry. Right yeah, one hundred percent. Saeed wants to come along with them when they go after the others, uh, but Jack says no. It's Michael's call, and Sawyer says no. It doesn't make any sense not to bring Saeed. Which yeah, again. Absolutely, it makes sense to bring Saeed. There's no reason that you wouldn't want to bring him along. Uh, that should be... The fact that Michael was insisting on no Saeed should also be a giant red flag. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but Sawyer gives Saeed a gun. So, uh, it looks like Saeed's coming. And the uh, fact that the Jack hatch, was like, no, it's Michael's plan. It's, yeah. Michael's yeah. gotta do what he, he thinks is right. Like, shut yeah. up. Like, you guys are literally going to war, basically, yeah. with the other side of the island. What are you thinking? Bad yeah, this judgment is, call. You don't get... To, you, you can't really, like use a uh, grieving parent to uh, uh, to make decisions. Right. Or not grieving, I guess, but desperate. Mm-hmm. Um, like, maybe you have to be a little bit more measured than that. In the hatch, Echo puts the numbers in uh, to, to reset the alarm. Uh, Charlie comes in and finds him and asks about, you know, where he's been, about how he's not at the church anymore, and Echo says, yeah, I'm doing this now. Um... Echo asks him to bring his things up from the beach because he's going to be staying at the hatch now. Uh, but Charlie is mad about Echo abandoning the church and refuses. Um, he also gives off a very menacing aura here. Uh, this is like very... I don't know. He clearly is mad at Echo from the get-go. And yeah. is, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I don't love Charlie this episode, but, have, or most episodes. No, so. <laughs> no we're not a uh, Charlie, you know, pro-Charlie podcast. And no, no. We just have to come <laughs> to terms with that. But um, I have in my notes, Charlie and Echo break up. Didn't it feel like, sure. like yes. a juvenile breakup to you? <laughs> like a yeah, Charlie's oh, because, because Charlie's energy is 100% like, boyfriend who knows that his girlfriend like was out later than she said she was Mm -hmm. and now he's jealous and uh maybe thinks that she cheated on him Mm -hmm. like that was the energy he brought to that yes yes to a Um, t yeah (laughs) sawyer tells michael that saeed is coming michael is angry at first but then when sawyer kind of pushes back um michael backs down um yeah, I. it's clear that Michael is, like, just completely desperate at this point and is trying not to get Sawyer mad at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, our next flashback, um, it's now 11 days ago, so two days have passed since Michael was captured. And the others are walking along with Michael, who's really struggling. Um, they arrive to their camp, which is kind of like how he describes. There's canvas tents dried fish yeah. they're guarding a hatch mr friendly tells alex to go tell someone that they're there um doesn't use a name but we know that it's a woman and someone mm-hmm. approaches michael to take his blood um yeah it was the guy that he, he saw peeing in the oh, okay in the middle of the plane <laughs> gotcha um so he ends up taking michael's blood and as he's doing that um a woman approaches who introduces herself as Mrs. Clue. Um, She has a lot of questions about Walt and wants to know if Michael is Walt's biological father, um, when he started speaking, if he had fainting spells growing up, and um, just a lot, a lot of questions for Michael. Uh, Michael, of course, doesn't know because he didn't raise Walt. And um, she kind of ends it by asking if Walt has ever appeared places where he wasn't supposed to be. Um, She does 
been the conversation uh, for someone who wants a son back so badly you don't know much about him, um, which yeah. I'm sure cut, cut Michael deep. Well, I mean, we've gotten that before, right? I mm-hmm. believe in his second flashback episode is the one where they meet with the lawyers and the lawyer kind of drags him apart for basically that same thing, like what were his mm-hmm. first words and all that. But, like, to me, that made that was cutting at the time because, like, it was true. Like, Michael had not been involved with Walt uh, the way that, that he should have been, essentially. Right. Back. But at this point, like, am I supposed to believe that Michael doesn't care about Walt? Like, he's going on, like, a frantic journey across the island just to try and get him back. Like, it, it doesn't dig as deep this time, I don't think. But it clearly still does for Michael. I just think as an audience member, I'm like, yeah, but, like, you know, he's willing to die for his kid. So, like, yeah. I'm, I'm not really concerned about his commitment to him because he doesn't know whether or not he fainted a lot as a child. Right. I think, like, as an, for me as an audience member watching it, mm-hmm. this whole episode just makes me think, I think we're supposed to think, like, ooh, fathers are masters of manipulation and right. they know exactly what to say to make people do things and how to press buttons and pull strings yeah and um yeah the interesting thing is the one where she asks has Walt shown up anywhere because that's the one that we mm-hmm. do know for a fact that he has so clearly they have some idea of what's going on with him right uh, which is interesting but we don't get any more elaboration on that in this episode mm-hmm um, and this, like I, 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 you know, I said it before, I think this is pretty much about where the flashback should have started. Yeah. Uh, especially because I think to the next flashback, it's been a week. So there's just a week of unshown time where Michael is, a, like, just sitting in a tent or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have loved for this to start here. Or maybe have one little bit of them out in the jungle and him getting captured. But, um, yeah, I... I don't know. This this would have been a good jumping off point to maybe see and maybe get some more stuff out of the others. Very true. Because um, we lose eight days. It's over yeah. a week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I think most likely it's just that they didn't... They don't have the stuff with the others figured out yet, so they don't, they don't want to give us any more. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my guess, anyways. Uh, Michael approaches Saeed and tells him not to come along. Saeed, you know, disagrees. But then when Michael is insistent, he, you know, shakes his hand and says, like, of course, whatever you want. And Michael seems to buy it, even though it seems really obvious that Saeed's just, like, telling him what he wants to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie is trying to build the church alone, but he's having a little bit of trouble when all of a sudden Vincent comes up, uh, bringing him a Virgin Mary statue. I will say it did make me laugh when Charlie gives like the little like, "Are you serious right now?" Mm-hmm. Um, that is that's a pretty good bit. <laughs> but uh, Vincent leads him back to Sawyer's tent where he has the rest of the Virgin Mary statue sitting. Um, Vincent is apparently trying to get to a uh, open package of Oreos or something like that that's in there. I think it's messed up that Charlie didn't give him one for being a good boy. Yeah. Uh, and I think that kind of really cements Charlie as a villain. <laughs> Obviously not the kidnapping a baby thing, because it seems like literally anybody could forgive that, uh, as we're finding out this episode. But, uh, yeah. So Charlie takes the stash of Virgin Marys and goes and chucks them into the ocean. 
Now, I will say, I don't think that he's necessarily wrong to do this. We did finally get the heroin used for, like, a good reason in, like, the last episode. Right. So, it is kind of funny to see him just, like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, you're not getting that back. But Jack should have plenty of it still, presumably, unless Jack's been, uh, you know, hitting it as well. Who knows? The music was supposed to be so inspirational. Like, it swells as he's, like, yeah. throwing it in. And I was just so annoyed the entire time. Like, we literally just saw this used medicinally. Like, yeah. are you yeah, serious? This... <laughs> I mean, it, it's triumphant for Charlie, I suppose, that he's yeah. finally saying no. But I, to, this, to me, is, like, where the show is, like, all right, well, we tried Charlie as, like, a anti-hero and that didn't work so we're ready to rehabilitate him that's mm-hmm. what it feels like is going on in this episode yeah um i don't think we get any yeah we don't get any more charlie in this one but i just the whole thing with claire kind of starting to warm up to him a little bit um yeah that's what all of this feels like oh and... we we do get charlie though at the funeral oh yes we he do. doesn't have yep. any lines but it's annoying oh uh, yeah <laughs> yep all right well we'll talk about that i guess yeah uh as charlie is throwing the statues in the ocean too we do get Locke sitting by uh watching him so Locke has at least realized that charlie is past his demons about the the heroin so that's good or brown mm-hmm. sugar i should say um jack goes to tell echo that they're burying anna lucy and libby at sunset but echo says that he will mourn in his own way and won't be at the funeral which means the only person at the funeral is Bernard, who also isn't in this episode. So maybe he wasn't even at the funeral. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, literally all these people don't even know them that well. I can't imagine. Like, they've been there for like four days, probably. Mm-hmm. In the hatch, Sawyer tells Jack that uh, he screwed Anna Lucia, is what he uses uh, for this one. He says um, it so earnestly and like mournful. Yeah. It's yeah. So, <laughs> so weird. <laughs> It is that it is a pretty good juxtaposition. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Jack says, "Why are you telling me this?" Which I think is fair. <laughs> and then, and then Sawyer gives him the because you're about the closest thing I got to a friend, Doc. Um, which uh, yeah is is good. I I mean I, it seems like they're trying to. They, we kind of at the end of the last season got this like vulnerable moment between Sawyer and Jack so I wonder if this is them trying to repeat it mm-hmm. um, I don't know but it doesn't hit quite as hard this time because uh, instead of it being about you know Sawyer closing the loop on Jack's enormous daddy issues it's about uh, Sawyer uh, telling Jack you know that he hit that mm-hmm. so. I okay the way I interpreted it is he was trying to get Jack. He was trying to like have a vulnerable moment with Jack, so Jack would say if he like, oh. did anything with Kate. That's how I interpreted yeah. it. But that's maybe true. maybe it was a vulnerable moment. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, that's true. That, that's definitely a, uh, a fair read on it as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Hurley and Kate are at the beach digging uh, Anna Lucia and Libby's graves. Uh, Michael comes in and lets them know that they're leaving first thing the next morning. Um, and Kate says okay, but Michael asks Hurley about it, and Hurley doesn't want to go. He calls him Hugo here, which is, 
I guess, like a little bit of foreshadowing for the fact that his name was written as Hugo on the list. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because otherwise, Michael certainly never called him that. Um, Michael tries to convince him, but Hurley doesn't want to do it, and Kate kind of gets him to back off a little bit. Uh, Now we are at uh, three days in the past, and Michael is Mm -hmm. tied up, and he's being uh, tended to by Mrs. Clough. Um, he wants to know when they're going to kill him. Uh, he's, he's ready to be done. I don't Mm -hmm. know exactly what's happened the last eight days, but nothing good. And she lets him know that there's been a development and that one of their people was captured. Uh, so if he goes to free, uh, Henry, then they'll allow Michael and Walt to be free. Uh, he demands to see Walt and she lets him know that he has three minutes with him. So they do let them reunite. Um, Walt, mm-hmm. Walt comes in and says that they he's doing okay, but they make him take tests. Uh, uh, Miss Clo ends that conversation pretty quickly. Um, Walt asks how Vincent is doing, which would be would have been my first question, honestly. But yeah um (laughs) uh and then hurriedly tells michael that the others are not who they say they are and not to trust them um miss yeah uh miss clo take threatens to put him into the room again um which Mm -hmm. strikes fear into walt um but he does end up kind of breaking free and uh, breaks free long enough to hug Michael. Um, and Michael assures him that he's going to get him out of camp. Uh, as he is being pulled away, Michael begins to sob. And uh, Miss Claude doesn't miss a beat and tells Michael that he needs to do one more thing. He needs to bring um, the four people on the list no more, no less, and they need to be brought to the camp. Um, so Jack, Kate, Hurley, and Sawyer, um, which they had James Ford written, and he didn't know who that was, which I thought was... Uh, yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. Where where would that be coming from? <laughs> right. Um, so uh, if he does that, then Michael and Walt will be able to go free, and Michael says he agrees, but he says that he wants the vote. Yeah. Now, I will say, I think this is a really great performance from both Harold Perrineau and Malcolm David Kelly. Um, in this scene, yeah, this is a really good one. Uh, and it's a lot of exposition, too. Um, like, it feels like this is stuff that could have come out over the course of the flashbacks rather than all in one. But that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It still is really good. And also, I will say, we're at the end of the second season now, right? So this is basically about as old as Malcolm David Kelly is going to get for this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and he still looks pretty much the same. Like, I know we haven't seen him in a while, but that would have case that, that would have been the case in between seasons one and season two as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, it, obviously we know, especially um, after that article came out, like, we know that the... Uh, Walt would be growing up too fast thing was horseshit. Mm-hmm. But, like, this really drives it home where it's like, no, he would have been completely believable still. Yeah. I Maybe noticed they didn't that he have... Was... Mm-hmm. I noticed that he was, like, a little taller. 
but yeah, otherwise they did a really great job of and he did a really good job too of kind of keeping that yeah you know consistent mm-hmm. um which i mean i guess maybe it is a very dimly lit like little hut that they're in that's true so maybe that helps uh hide it but i i think overall i it you know we've talked about it already it would not have gone it would not have been crazy to just keep him on the show mm-hmm. <laughs> um, right. it it seems clearly uh um motivated by other things um back on the island or back i guess at the beach present day everybody is gathering for the funeral we see Locke cutting off his splints and then leaving them and his crutches behind as he just kind of walks away um on the way there saeed is telling jack that he thinks michael is lying um but they don't want to tell him because they, you know, Saeed wants to figure out how to gain an advantage off of it. Um, and because they have until the next day to figure out how to do so. Um, Jack uh, speaks a little bit about Anna Lucia. Uh, Hurley eulogizes Libby. Um, and at the end of his eulogy, he turns around and tells Michael that he'll uh, go along with them the next day. So Hurley's in. So Michael's plan is proceeding perfectly at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, we see in the midst of all this uh, uh, emotional heartbreak, uh, Claire simply cannot help but to reach out and grab Charlie's hand as they're standing next to each other. Yeah, that sucks. Um, just I, I just don't buy it. Like no, at, at all. Anybody else? There's 40 other people in this group that she could hold hands with. Right. Well, there's a son. Like, right. I, doesn't need to be. I don't know. But like, again, this is where I mean. Here's the real thing, right? Is that the the writers and showrunners of the show don't think of Charlie as uh, awful, mm-hmm. right? Like in his base state, they just think of the things he did in this like turn to being like almost a villain as being bad but like the character of charlie is redeemable uh, mm-hmm. whereas i think to you and me maybe we think uh no he's not yeah <laughs> um i don't want him to be redeemed uh all of this uh leads into sun kind of turning towards the water and seeing a sailboat and we see a sailboat coming towards the beach and that's the end of the episode which what a fantastic twist ending! like you just don't there's no indication of it whatsoever uh, it, it seemed, it seems very easy for them to have ended the episode on, uh, here's this, like, dramatic, you know, we're ending the episode as we're putting these two people to rest mm-hmm. type of thing. So, like, this was, I don't know. Yeah, this is a fun ending. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, that's the end of the episode. Uh, it comes in at number 68. On IMDb, which I would say is probably about right, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I didn't hate the episode, but it just the flashbacks were kind of eh, and the you know I hate what they're how they're bringing back Charlie, but that's uh, that's uh, a topic for the next Charlie episode, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I think that they're. There's a lot of potential for what they're building up for in the finale. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I just didn't feel like it landed the same as like question mark did. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, so the finale will be next week. It's called Live Together, Die Alone. Uh, it aired all at once, but it's split up into two parts, and it's a double episode. So I think we're just going to be doing the same thing we did for the first season, where each part will be its own episode. Um, and then it uh, there are flashbacks for the episode, but uh, I'm not going to reveal whose they are. Uh, it's a yeah, so that's a, it's a pretty fun one. Um, but we'll talk about that next week. Um, until then, if uh, you uh, would like to go onto uh, the the Apple Podcasts or Spotify app and give us a rating, um, Emma, any idea how many stars that they should give us? Mm, probably five. Five would be probably best. Five? Yeah. yeah, I think that'd be best. One for each person that got knocked out in this episode. <laughs> um, you can email us, allthebestpodcasts at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at allthebestpods on Twitter. And uh, until next week, get lost. Get lost. Get lost.